0: What is the one thing that should be at the top of every candidate's policy statement in the upcoming elections? You are listening to xm 157 the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to a special segment on public policy. I am your host, Dr. Mark Nolan Hill, professor of surgery at Chicago Medical School, and with me today is Dr. Kenneth Thorpe, Woodruff professor and chair of health policy and management, Rollins School of Public Health at Emory University. He has held many leadership roles in public policy, including Professor of Health Policy and Director, Institute for Health Services Research, and Deputy Assistant Secretary for Health Policy in the United States Department of Health and Human Services. Dr. Thorpe has authored and co-authored over 60 articles, book chapters, and books, and is a frequent national presenter on issues of healthcare care financing, insurance, and health care reform. Welcome, Dr. Thorpe.
1: Well, thanks for having me on.
0: Today we are discussing public policy and the partnership to fight chronic disease. Dr. Thorpe, what is the partnership to fight chronic disease?
1: Well, the partnership right now is a, a coalition of over 80 partners, including the, uh, the Chamber of Commerce, American Academy of Family Physicians, Service Employees International Union, American Hospital Association, American Cancer Society, and you know, basically every major uh, healthcare group that we could find to come together to try to restart the debate about healthcare reform around the issue of making healthcare more affordable. And we think that the issue of affordability is central to really reforming health and healthcare. The partnership's role is really an educational one. In one of mobilization, on the educational side, our point is is that if we're going to make healthcare more affordable, you've got to attack the key drivers of why healthcare spending is rising. And two of the key facts that we point out is about 80% of what we spend on healthcare in this country is associated with patients that have one or more chronic healthcare conditions like cancer, heart disease, diabetes, hypertension, and so on. And that secondly, that the doubling of obesity in this country. We now have one in three adults that are clinically obese compared to 1987. But that doubling alone accounts for nearly a third of the rise in spending as well.
0: How does this partnership to fight chronic diseases that you've discussed differ from other health care organizations?
1: Well, most of the health organizations traditionally have focused on rallying support to expand health care coverage to the 45 million individuals who are uninsured. And we think that that certainly is a, an aspect of healthcare financing reform that needs to happen. However, our partnership is really focused, at least initially, on the 250 million Americans with health insurance to make health care less expensive, a better value proposition, less administratively complicated, and try to improve health care outcomes.
0: How are you going to do that, sir?
1: Well, we do it through two things. One is that We've got to get to politicians and policymakers at least have a clear understanding of what problem they're trying to solve. So again, on the affordability side, we need to do a better job of finding ways to prevent the rise in chronic disease and do a better job of managing chronic illness before adverse events occur that are preventable, like hospitalizations among diabetics and amputations and, and blindness and so on.
0: Give us a specific example of how we could intervene to avoid that.
1: Well, how we could intervene to avoid that, give you a couple of examples. One is at the workplace, there are well-established programs now that some employers are putting in that are reducing the prevalence of diabetes in the workplace, reducing blood pressure levels, reducing levels of cholesterol, having workers lose weight and stop smoking. And with it, they've seen dramatic increases in productivity and also a flatlining of medical care costs. So some of this is really providing information to employers about what types of programs work. What is the design of these programs that really seem to be effective in engaging participation among workers in achieving certain cardiovascular and weight loss goals? And how could you design them for companies of a different size? So, you know, information on, on effective benchmarked programs is one of the roles that we're trying to play
0: the employees don't feel that you're interfering too personally in their life?
1: The programs are voluntary for the most part. Uh, and in fact, I mean, what I've seen in, in many of these programs is that many workers and individuals are frustrated with their interactions with the health care system because, you know, they're working from 9 to 5, 9 to 6, 9 to 8 at night. Their ability to make appointments with primary care physicians is pretty limited since they're working and they're working long hours. And by providing... Those resources at the work site, whether it's a nurse or a physician, coming in routinely working with patients, uh, helping them meet certain uh, healthcare standards that they want to meet voluntarily, giving them the tools to do it, giving them some time off at work to exercise and to achieve some of these goals, providing the diet, education, uh, nutrition information. I think that you see that workers find this very valuable because it simplifies the process of interacting with a primary care physician. Because they get to do it at work.
0: You think this has become more prevalent?
1: I do. I think it's starting to get a lot of attention because there are some very vocal employers out there that have initiated these voluntary programs, put them in the work site. Uh, the participation rates have dramatically climbed as workers have seen some of the benefits associated with uh, these programs, and the financial and productivity uh, results are quite impressive. So I think as other large and mid-sized employers see these programs and what the potentials are for improving satisfaction at the workplace, productivity, and health care costs, and the health of their workers, that you're going to see these programs more widely diffused.
0: If you have just joined us, you are listening to a special segment on Reach MD XM157, that being public policy. I am your host, Dr. Mark Nolan-Hill, professor of surgery at Chicago Medical School, and with me today is Dr. Kenneth Thorpe. Woodruff Professor and Chair of Health Policy and Management, Rollins School of Public Health at Emory University. Today we are discussing public policy and the partnership to fight chronic disease. Dr. Thorpe, can you speak specifically to any of the health care policies currently presented by any of the candidates?
1: Well, sure. I think that they're quite different. If you look at the Democratic versus the Republican candidates, the Democratic candidates, for the most part, uh, are talking about moving towards universal coverage. Some of the details differ, but the, you know, there are a lot of similarities there. Again, what is more important about what they've talked about is really relooking at our health care system and really doing health reform. And what I mean by that is, is really thinking about redesigning the way that we deliver primary health care services in this country providing primary care physicians with the tools to more effectively work with patients to manage their chronic disease, health information technologies, and really focusing on the affordability of care. So I think that that's something that's quite different than the last two presidential cycles.
0: Well, if you were in charge of this entirely, how would you approach it?
1: Well, I would start with you know where you have some opportunities at the federal level to do reform, which is Medicare. Now, if you think about it, the Medicare program and the benefit design of Medicare was really built on a Blue Cross Blue Shield program in the 1950s and 60s. And while that benefit design probably made some sense for the types of patients that were being treated in the system in the 50s and 60s, acutely ill, episodic treatment of uh, patients, that's not the patients in the Medicare program today. You know, over 90% of spending in Medicare is linked to chronically ill patients that have four, five, six different chronic healthcare conditions all being managed at the same time. And the dilemma is is that the appropriate clinical management of those patients really needs a much more proactive model of primary care physicians and nurses and patients working to manage their conditions outside the physician's office, largely at home, uh, at the work site, uh, and so on. And the problem is in a program like Medicare is those types of interventions, which we know clinically are effective in work, Medicare doesn't pay for because, again, it was those were not the types of patients that dominated the expenditures in the Medicare program 40 years ago. So I would start by reforming the Medicare program to recognize that the way that we pay for health care in, in Medicare and the way that the delivery model is set up really is not doing a good job of managing the types of patients in the Medicare program today.
0: Well, realistically, how are we going to do that?
1: Well, again, I think you have presidential leadership and congressional buy-in to do it. You build a bipartisan approach to do it. If you think about it, building integrated delivery models that are effective at managing chronic disease and providing incentives for patients to self-manage their conditions, provide the appropriate funding for information technology, and build uh, new prevention programs aren't partisan issues. So I think you can build a broad-based coalition, as we have done with the partnership, that includes, you know, groups as diverse as the Chamber of Commerce and the Service Employees International Union who have come together around this issue and around supporting proposals that would move in this direction.
0: Well, ideally, they are not partisan issues, but is it realistic to think that we really can get bipartisan support?
1: Yeah, I think you can get bipartisan support on this issue. I'll give you an example. Although it's a small case study, the state of Vermont just passed a comprehensive statewide reform that builds on this model. For years they've been trying to do health care reform in that state, going back to Howard Dean. Now they have a Republican governor and a Democratic uh, legislature uh, who came together in a bipartisan way to pass a very comprehensive health care reform that involved a complete redesign of their delivery system, how they pay for health care, and with the movement within the next three years to assure that all primary care physicians have electronic medical records.
0: And how is that working thus far?
1: Well, I think it's working very well. The infrastructure is being developed. They're rolling out the approaches community by community. Enrollment started in October for their universal health care plan called the Catamount Health. So, I mean, at this point, it's early on, but all indications are that this continues to move forward in a very bipartisan manner. The uh, legislature and the governor are working very closely to make sure that the implementation of this rolls out on a very seamless and timely basis.
0: And finally, how can us physicians get involved and make a difference in this partnership to fight chronic disease?
1: First of all, it's going to our website, which is fightchronicdisease.org, and get a sense of, you know, our assessment of the problem and some of the ideas for change that we have, and recognize that the physician community is well represented in our coalition with the American Academy of Family Physicians, who's been a a very strong partner in helping us develop some of these new ideas about how to reestablish our primary care delivery system base in this country so it doesn't continue to atrophy. That is just centrally important. If we're going to manage chronic illnesses, which are absolutely exploding in this country, we need a strong and vibrant primary care health care delivery system that is slowly eroding away. So uh, the stakes in this are very, very high, and any involvement through the Academy, through the American Academy of Physicians, uh, other organizations, or even just contacting uh, us at the partnership, we would love to hear from you.
0: I want to thank Dr. Kenneth Thorpe, who has been our guest. We have been discussing the Partnership to Fight Chronic Disease, Public Policy. I'm Dr. Mark Nolan-Hill, and you have been listening to a special segment on public policy on Reach MDXM 157 the channel for medical professionals. Be sure to check out our website at www.reachmd.com, which now features on-demand podcasts of our entire library. For comments and questions, please send your email to xm at reachmd.com. And thank you for listening.